Hello, world, and welcome back to the Philanese Nash podcast. This is part two of the goal setting episode with Dr. Turner Nash. So let's return to the interview. And that brings me to the next topic of the, you mentioned personality type, right? So one of the things in my come to Jesus uh, uh, platform is um, take a Myers-Briggs. Mm, they're free. They are free online. Um, and they're available on my website. I have a link to the free Myers-Briggs. They're very detailed. And you think you know yourself. Like I think I took it two years ago. It's so on point and so right on spot about what you do and what things make sense to you that I'm like, okay, I can see why he processes things. I think you're a logistician and I'm a protagonist, which doesn't sound very positive, positive, but essentially (laughs) what that means is like you're the mother hen of the group. You're, you're, you, you gather everybody together. You make sure everybody is okay as opposed mm-hmm. to being, you know, did you get that? That comes after that, mm-hmm. too. Did you get all your work done? But I'm the mother hen. Like, I, I make sure everyone's feeling good. You know, everyone's got a positive attitude. If not, come on, let's talk. And I'm just trying to make sure that everybody is good. And I always offer a lot of help, which goes to what you were talking about. You know, you, you sometimes to a fault where you're giving someone so much help that if they, they'll step back and let you finish it. And so that was one thing about my personality that came from the, the uh, Myers-Briggs that I had to pull back from. Like once I became aware of that, I started to pull back and then made sure I delegated. But as it relates to, you know, crafting and honing and, you know, determining whether or not you or your family are ready for um, taking on a business and entrepreneurship role, just know that just kind of helps you understand who you are, right? If you if they don't have that kind of insight, it kind of helps you understand, like, am I that type? Do I have that personality of grinding? And if, and if you don't, you can develop it. You can develop those skills. Um, but, but yeah. So the other thing that I want to also talk about, in addition to the goals, the trust, the personality type, um, is the, um, the communication. Communication is so key to a, a couple's success when you kind of go into a startup or... It is the key. It, yeah, I agree. It is the key. It is, it is I, the I agree. Key. I agree. It is the key that opens up every lock, right? So what do you mean? I don't need to tell you what I'm doing, but it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the being smart thing. I don't need to explain in detail but I find myself requiring me to do so because you need to push that to somebody else for them to maybe pinpoint um, places or blind spots that you have. Nobody thinks they have blind spots, but we all have them, yeah. right? Um, so what, what, I would, what I would offer as it relates to your comment is um, communication is key because it shows your vulnerability, it shows your transparency, and it allows feedback to be garnered from the people who are closest to you that also have a lot on the line with you. They may not be going to these meetings with you, but their house sure shit will be in 
second link position, <laughs> as your house will be. That's right. You know, if the bank comes and takes back this SBA loan, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's in the game, man. It's like a team, right? Like if I'm throwing up bricks all night and the team loses, the other four people on the on the floor lose as well. Communication is super key. Yeah. Patient. <laughs> Clear. Um, so I appreciate that from you uh, over the years because, like, that that lead led to me not, like, what are you doing? And sometimes you just need to know that somebody's on top of what they're doing. Right? That's like, true. Like, I know that when I'm talking about these P&Ls and these balance sheets and corporations and Delaware, like, you're like, okay. Yeah, but, I, but on <laughs> the other hand, I learned. <laughs> so if you would say something, and I'm like, shit, I don't know what that means. I would go look it up. Yeah. So, like, I've been taking Udemy courses on how to read P&L <laughs> sheets. And, like, they got an MBA in the box. Yeah. You know, like, stuff like Something that to kind of make, yeah. Because eventually, after watching you for so many years, like, I kind of took a leap from my own, you know, and started my own law firm. And, you know, we grew business together. But there, I learned so many things from you, like, what to do, what not to do. And it, and it really helps to have you in the house. Mm-hmm. I guess I could hit you up at any time and say, okay, <laughs> what do you think about this? How support should I respond line. to this? I have a, <laughs> I have a 24-hour support line. Um, but that communication piece, I truly appreciate you, you know, keeping me informed because I think as a result, it kept me happy, which in turn kept you happy, and the household was a place of peace when even, at the end of the day. Even the good and the bad, yep. right? Like, if yep. there was ever danger, I'm like, man, this is it, but I think this is the way out of it. Like, we've taken yeah. communication to the point where if there's a new business that we're thinking about getting into, I'll get the business plan and the P&L. We'll sit down at the kitchen table with our three children and let them review it. And maybe once a month, we'll say, which business do you want to get into? Ultimately, at this point, man, it's all for them, right? Like, we're really big on generational wealth transfer. And, you know, there, there's no there's no rule that says you have to start when you're 30 or 40. Why not start when you're 15 or 13, right? Learning some of these principles. Well, you started um, so, before that. What was your first? Yeah, man. I started when I, <laughs> I was love like, this story. when I was like eight. And Josh has heard this one, probably in the last one, but... You know, these, <laughs> these, uh, <laughs> these players came out, Laserdisc, where you could play a movie at your house. This is like way back in the 80s. And we'd had one, and I, you know, started charging my friends for coming over to watch movies. But then I also had a paper route, you know, and then that went on to, you know, then I saw hot dogs at Cleveland Indians games, right? But that job sucked because you got to work a long time and you don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Conversely, when you work the Cleveland Browns games and you sell foot-long hot dogs, you make like 10 bucks per 24 that you sell. And you can generally sell 10 cases a game, so you're making 100 bucks a game, how many which is not case? bad for four hours. How many hot dogs It's like 24 case? or something like that. Mm. So, you know, the, everything turns into a system. So my first game, it was April, and it's cold as shit in Cleveland, and it's snowing, and all of the guys with tenure get to go first, and the new guys go last, and I got stuck with fucking peanuts. I had to sell peanuts in April at an Indians game. I held my check. Some sort of way it got lost. I worked for like four hours and I made $2.36. What? And I was like, this is some bullshit, right? <laughs> so, I know you did. But, but you have to have experiences like that in order to grow. And here I am, 45. That was probably, shit, man, I was in high school. So I might have been 16, 17 when that happened. 
you know what I mean? But that that's still up here where yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to get got like that again. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. you know, it's a process. All right. So we talked about communication. And that, and just to go back to your point, yep. that I'm just trying to round out. Like, that's my experience. That was Those were my first experiences being entrepreneurs. I knew I had to be a seller and a producer instead of a consumer or a buyer in order to get to where I wanted to be. And that was to your point about starting early. Start early. Start, Start early. early. Yep. I love when my kids come home and say they had a hard day at work at Kroger and they don't make enough money. And I'm like, well, shit, do something else. Right? Like, you're the guy at Kroger's making money. You know, whoever owns Kroger is making money off of you. Figure out how you can, you know, grow your own system. I think the other thing, too, is on the converse side of talking and speaking and communicating is listening. Mm. And that, <laughs> that is key, too. Also, because, like, you're giving me information. I'm giving you information. Um, but... I've learned lately that just listening to, because sometimes you're just giving me a data dump. You're not really asking for like my opinion or feedback, but you're just giving me a data dump. And that's an opportunity for me to kind of get a a glimpse as to what you're thinking about, um, whether it be work or what have you. But you've got to listen. You have to listen uh, to what you're significant other is saying and the kids too because they ask questions but you have to be able to listen and process that information because you know some of us can go from zero to 60 in like one second flat and um i've learned to just sometimes it doesn't require a response maybe i need to maul on it for a little bit and come back and then reapproach. um and that can avoid a lot of you know, I think that's a good point. Arguments. When somebody's going through this process of building a business and they're talking to you, you need to take notes. You may not get an answer right then and there, but you've heard Phil and he say, I had to Google something. I had to look something up. I had to ask somebody. You need to take notes because this stuff is going to come back around. It's like building, it's building principles that you'll practice, right? It's not like there's an anomaly that you'll have to go and start a business. When you're an entrepreneur, and I've said this before, man, I've, I've maybe been successful at one to two out of every 10 things that I've ever tried. I have reams and reams of folders and notebooks of things that didn't work out. And then I have a little two drawer file cabinet of everything that did work out. Right. So the volume and the time that you spend, um, you know, you can then use as maybe a library if you talk about communication, maybe a library for those younger generations. But you definitely need to be able to speak. You definitely need to, be, need to be able to listen, and you should definitely be taking notes to document your journey. Are you saying that for the entrepreneur or the spouse? I'm saying both? everybody. Everybody. <laughs> you know, you you're, you're going to go through this again. Yeah, I mean, our, our children, you know, when they were super little, like kindergarten, like we're going through, you know, a game where we taught them the principles of appreciating and depreciating assets. And then we would just name things off. Like, is that appreciative or depreciative? Right. So we're like matchbox cars and they're like, you know, depreciating assets. You know what I mean? Like you have to go through that. So that by the time they're 10 and they start getting their Christmas money and they want to make investments in, you know, either buying a pair of Air Jordans or investing in Nike stock, they know the difference. One, but they wrote all that down, but they did. 
and they would win five dollars each yeah. if they yeah. got it right five dollars yeah. and so at the age of like nine ten eleven five dollars and, and the question could come up at any time like it's usually around dinner time or church or church and they would have index <laughs> cards right just all over the place and that came up appreciating a depreciating asset mm -hmm. and i remember i can't it was one of the boys mm -hmm. who went into the drawer pulled his card out Yep. And use it as a reference to win yeah. five dollars, and I think there was a ten dollar. Free, ask them what EBITDA is. You know what I mean? They'll yeah, know it. They know right? it. They and how to get it. to it. So I'm proud of that. Communication. Okay, so one other topic about the come to Jesus. Are you and your family ready to take the leap into mm -hmm. startup? Um, there is a bullet point, and when I said it, when I mentioned it to you the other day, you were like, "Did I say that?" So. Your family has to be in a position in order to absorb the anxiety of the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so what I took that to mean was that your family has to be in such a position that when the mm -hmm. entrepreneur is having some difficulty, that it's not blowing up the spot. It's, okay, we need to sit down. We need to regroup. We need to, 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 to talk about this because there are nothing runs smoothly. Nothing goes as planned. That's why you always have to do your reval. But what did, what did that mean when you gave me that nugget? What does that mean? When I leave the house in the morning, it takes me about 15 to 30 minutes to get into the entrepreneurial mindset where I know I have to go and kill something. There will be blood. Right? And I go throughout my entire day being a businessman. And then when I get home, I'll sit in the driveway. Like from the time I hit the edge of the driveway to the time I get in the garage, I have to sit there to reset myself to being a family man so that I'm not taking that anxiety, that um, aggressiveness into the home. Um, and what I meant by... Your question was, when I, when I come in the house, I have to make sure that I'm as least toxic as possible. Mm -hmm. But there will inevitably be some residual. Right. Right. And when I walk in the door with a limp and blood on my sleeve, there does not need to be hysteria. Right. There needs to be, hey, let me take your bag. Right. Let me take your bloody clothes. Go take a shower. I have some dinner ready, right? Like, like, right. And it, it's not gender specific; it's role specific. Some days, when Philanese would come home from court, you know, after some long ass battle with some freaking child molester, and her mind would just be around this case, and I'm like, "That's not us. Like, you're at home now. Let me yeah. take your bag. Go have a shower. I've made dinner. You know, you you need to be able to absorb the residual toxicity." of your spouse coming in from battle um, on a daily basis. And you need to know your spouse to know what those trigger points are. So that's what I meant when I said there has to be some absorption that takes place. Because when I come home, that doesn't mean that my mind stops thinking about some deal that might have went sideways or somebody that tried to cheat us or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like those are things that, that I really feel like, you know, at least for the first 30 minutes of your spouse coming home, you need to be in tune with what they went through and trying to get them to transition back into being in a family space mentality. Yeah. Any feedback on that? 
I totally agree with that. I think, and that is something that develops over time. Um, because we don't interact with you or even me the same way we did like when we were younger. Yeah, that's crazy. So like yeah. when, when I would be at the office and they would stop by, they'd be like, damn, you're me. And I'd be like, no, Who is they, the I'm kids? just doing business. No, you too. Me, yeah. I'd be like, I'm just doing business, <laughs> right? Like I'm not a, like this at home. So my kids and my that's wife true. came to identify that there's work turner mm. and then there's home turner. Yeah. Because they're two different people. Yeah. So, you know, I'm literally saying, like, I charged my wife a cup of coffee because <laughs> she told me she needed me for an hour. It's been like four hours. Anybody else, you know, if this is business turner, it turns into I need a couple of thousand dollars or I get up and walk out when my time is over, right? So that's just the difference because you have to respect what you're worth, right? But, you know, obviously this woman has invested in me for decades and I'm more than willing to invest back in her. So, you know, I think that's where we are. I think that's a great closeout for the section of, you know, have your come to Jesus meeting. You really need to figure out if you're in a family, how your family's going to be, um, how your family's going to react and the pressures that you're going to lay upon your family. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to have communication. You have to have a respectful spouse. You have to have mutual respect. Um, but you also have to have a plan to your point. I never stop, you know, you never stop. Mm -hmm. And that communication is ever, ever, ever so important so that you know that you're on the track of, you know, is it to do, is it in progress or are we done? Yep. You have to have that roadmap. So thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you. I want to thank, thank you, Dr. Nash. And our sponsors. We don't have any yet, but they're coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to the Philonese Nash Experience Podcast. I want to encourage each and every one of you uh, to hug your family and to tell your loved ones that you love them. You never, ever know when your time is going to be up. So you want to make the best and live your life to the fullest YOLO, right? So I want you guys to subscribe to the Prop Podcast. Remember to share this with all of your friends. Encourage them to take a listen. Um, you can find the show notes um, and all my social media links on my website, philanesnashexperience.com. Peace.